Do you feel stuck in your life, career, or business? And are you ready to take things to the next level? If we haven't had a chance to meet, my name is David Trotter, and I'm a transformation coach passionate about helping people just like you rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals. My superpower is helping people experience tremendous breakthroughs in a short period of time. If you give me 12 weeks, I'll help you launch that new project, go after that better job, or overcome that challenge in your business. To find out how I can help you, head on over to insporising.com slash coach. That's insporising.com slash coach. Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter, and I'm a business and life transformation coach dedicated to inspiring you to rise up in life, love, and leadership. Well, do you believe there is a reality outside of the three-dimensional world that you can see and feel? Do you believe in a spiritual realm? Have you ever thought about a deeper reason why you were born into your own family? Well, today's conversation with Jennifer Longmore is going to stretch your mind and heart to consider life from a different perspective. She introduces us to something called the Akashic Records and how it can be helpful to our lives. Jennifer is a leading authority on soul purpose and an elite business coach to enlightened entrepreneurs. She's a sought-after media personality, three-time best-selling author, and is world-renowned for her laser-like clarity in seeing into the depths of your soul and bridging your connection to universal consciousness. This is definitely one of the most interesting conversations I've had in 130-plus episodes of the Inspiration Rising podcast. Not only does she tell me about the Akashic Records, but I ask her if she can open them up to look into my own life, and she does it with clarity. All right, now before we jump into this conversation, I want to remind you of two things. One, if you enjoy Inspiration Rising, would you mind just sharing the show? You can tell somebody about it, or you can take a screenshot of the podcast and text it to a friend. Tell them to open up their favorite podcast app and search for Inspiration Rising. Click subscribe and start listening to 130 plus episodes. Also, if you're interested in receiving a daily inspirational text message, you can just text me right now, 949-401-6090. That's 949-401-6090. Say hello, you'll get an automated reply, and you'll have the opportunity to add yourself as one of my contacts. I love sending out a daily inspirational text message that I think you will thoroughly enjoy. And of course, you can always unsubscribe. All right, let's jump into my conversation with Jennifer Longmore. Well, Jennifer, thanks so much for taking some time to hang with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm really excited. Good. Well, you are the very first person that I've ever talked to about the subject of Akashic Records. And so uh, this might be new for my audience, and I'm very excited to learn about it. So what are the Akashic Records? Tell me all about it. Give me a, give me a short education on this subject. I'd be happy to. I'm going to try and keep it as basic as possible because it's very easy to go in the jargon of things, right? Each of us in our own professions can get a little too jargony. So uh, in various religious texts, and even if people are not religious, there's this reference to this 
book, basically, that holds all of the information about our soul. So if we operate under the assumption that we have a soul and that we're here for a reason, we have laid out, you know, what kind of body we're going to have and our and appearance. So then that dictates our our experiences in life and what types of parents we're going to have and how that contributes to cultivating our gifts. I can give you an example that my mom was very good at telling me her personal problems when I was very, very young. She was a young mom. I really honestly don't begrudge her for that, but I see how I chose the perfect parent to help me do what I do now because she helped me cultivate listening skills like nobody's business, right? She taught me how to really hold space for people, how to make it about other people, how to be of service. Now, obviously, that also worked against me, right, at times and and informed some of the choices that I made. But uh, we all do that. We picked the perfect siblings, for example, or the perfect grandparents or the perfect whatever to help us evolve our soul. I'm going to interrupt you here. (laughs) So you're saying that uh, you're using the word pick, that we picked a parent and we picked a sibling. Now, we have had an interview on the podcast that will come out prior to this one with uh, Bernadette Logue, who runs The Daily Positive. And I talked with her a bit about that, that it sounds like you're believing that somehow we as a soul picked the parents that we came into being with. Is that right? Yes. If we operate under that assumption, we actually picked everything. It doesn't mean that we don't have free will. It doesn't mean that we don't make a series of choices once we're get once we get here. It doesn't mean that everything's completely predestined and that there's nothing in our control. But we on a very meta level, we pick uh, a variety of things that help shape us and guide us in the direction we're meant to go into so that we stay on our path and live out our purpose. It, again, if we're going to operate under the assumption that we have a soul, we have a purpose for being here and what is it? Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, so like why was I born in Canada versus the U S how did that contribute to my journey? Would right. my journey have been different if I was born in the U S and what part of the U S and what, you know, if I had a different color of skin, if I was born into a very religious family, like all of the things, right. How would that have shaped who I became and how I cultivated my gifts? Right. Your life would have been ex- ex- like extraordinarily better if you would have been born in the United States, Jennifer. I'm just going <laughs> to. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> if people can't see this, you're shaking your head going, no. <laughs> so uh, interesting. So we somehow as a soul choose the families that we're going to be born into because we um, know ahead of time that this is going to help transform us in some way that will align and allow us to live out our purpose. Am I getting that right? Absolutely. And there may be people that are listening to this thinking, well, I was severely abused as a child. Are you trying to tell me that I picked this? Yes and no. I'm by no means condoning any of that. And just to give you a little insight, my background, I worked in forensics investigating very severe uh, crimes against children for many years. I was on the stand. I'm a huge advocate for human rights. I have zero tolerance for abuse and human trafficking and family Mm -hmm. violence and all kinds of that stuff. So I'm by no means victim blaming. What I'm saying is that if we're able to rise into the soul level instead of relating to everything in a 3D you know, ego mind kind of way, if we're able to go, okay, well, hypothetically, if I went up to the penthouse view, and looked at this from a 360 viewpoint, what 
might I see as to how this really crappy situation actually helped me evolve to be a contribution to other people? Because that's one of the main reasons why we're here, right? We cultivate these gifts so that we can contribute to other people and contribute to the planet. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so now how do the Akashic Records work into all of that? So the Akashic records hold information from previous existences. Now, some people will call it past lives. Some people will call it parallel lives. But let's assume that the soul is infinite, that there is no real time and space outside of this planet. It's theorized that this is the only place that we measure time and space. Everything else is just energy, right? So if we have previous existences then that information gets imprinted into these records. Now, some people actually view it as a physical book. Some people view it as this huge library and they can visually see things. Not everyone reads information that way. For me, I can see stuff, but I can also hear stuff. I can also sense things, right? I receive information differently. So it's not that there's an actual physical library structure like we would see on this planet, Mm -hmm. right? But metaphorically, we can go to that place. But it holds all of our past information. And that information is great to to journey through because it shows us what have we already mastered? Because we don't come here to keep mastering stuff we've already mastered. We hold a record of what, what growth opportunities does my soul still have? And how can I best create that if I come to this planet? So again, who do I choose? Mm-hmm. Who are the best cast of characters, primary cast of characters, right? To help me throughout my entire life. And then it also informs us about what our gifts are, what our purpose is. So it holds all information about our soul. We can access those ourselves, but sometimes we're a little bit too close to that. Sometimes it's better to have someone else read that information for us because our ego mind is going to try and filter through what we want to hear and or we're going to question information that we get. Okay, so I'm hearing you say that, and I think I'm saying this wrong. You're, are you saying Akashic? And I was saying Akashic. What is it supposed it, to be? It's tomato, tomato. Okay. All right, I'm going to say <laughs> okay your way. Akashic. That. All right, Akashic <laughs> records. Um, that somehow there's this metaphorical in the spirit realm um, there's the, this record of, you said past lives, but also I've also read briefly that it could be parallel lives that in some way there are parallel universes happening at the same time where we exist in those other universes and have possibly learned things there that we don't know here now. Is that, is that possible? Absolutely. Absolutely. If we want to get really woo, then that would be considered the oversoul. So if we imagine that we're just an extension of a larger soul, this aspect of our soul is on this planet. There might be six or seven other aspects of the oversoul living in other realities, all gathering information and growth opportunities to evolve the collective soul. Wow. Which is our, our collective soul personally. Like we have a collective. But then I also am hearing that there's a collective consciousness of all the souls, is that true? Well, our we are part of a larger soul, and that oversoul is part of the universe. Okay. And so, what? Um, who discovered or popularized this understanding of like where did even the term Akashic records come from, or who popularized this? It comes from Sanskrit, and 
it's basically, you know, it can translate into the book of knowledge, the book of life, the book of wisdom. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's been around for ancient times. Like if we go all the way back to research things from Lemuria and Atlantis and so on, these are these are concepts that are very familiar even to those times if people have spent any time researching that. Mm-hmm. So it's an infinite document. It's It's theorized that it was created at the very moment that all of us were created that spark mm-hmm. that initial spark of light that then extended itself out into all kinds of souls and and energies right mm-hmm. that the akashic records are are just a part of that this sounds like pure craziness jennifer come on yes <laughs> we live on a planet there's not some book somewhere like parallel universes you know what i mean like you've got to have people that think you're a nut job saying some of this stuff I'm sure they do. I'm sure there are conversations happening about me and other people like me. I grew up in a family where this was just normal, right? My, really? my parents and I went for our per- first past life regression when I was four. They wanted to find out why did they find each other. They, got, they met at 18 and six months later they were married. They just had such a soul connection. So they wanted to understand that. And then when I came into the picture, they wanted to understand, well, of all the souls that have could have been brought to us. Why this soul? What's the unfinished business that we came here to resolve? Because again, that's another theory that we come to this planet to basically dot I's and cross T's, right? From mm-hmm. other lifetimes and parallel realities that we maybe haven't taken care of yet. And again, what else are we here to contribute? So, and my, my maternal grandfather used to solve crimes with the police as a psychic medium. So this was my normal. I didn't know that people didn't live the way that we did. Not because I'm not bright. It's just as a kid, you think that your experience is, you know, everyone else is experiencing the same thing. So it wasn't until I went out in the world and I was telling people things as though they already knew it. I really didn't know that they didn't know what I knew and it would freak them out. Like, give me an example, anything from early life. Let me, do you have something that comes to mind? Yeah, I can give you a ton. Well, um, one time... I just said to my parents, oh, so-and-so called and they said they can't come to repair the washer and dryer because they had a family emergency. And within five minutes, that phone call came in. Now, of Uh, course, at three years old, I didn't know that. I truly remember that, but they like to tell that story a lot because they think it's very cute. That's just an example. But that was happening all the time. And I'm think, and I love people, and I want to care for people, and I don't like people feeling poopy in my presence, right? And here I was seeing the looks on people's faces and thinking, what am I doing? I don't know who I'm being or what I'm doing that's so offensive to other people and yeah. freaking them out. I've got to probably silence myself. I should probably be a wallflower. I should probably not talk very much. I should probably be invisible, wow. right? And isn't that awesome that I made those choices because... I, I grew so much from that and realized, oh, I am actually here to help a lot of people. Yeah. But I needed to have that experience of the discomfort of not being a contribution to people to understand how important it is for me to actually be a contribution. And so to your point, I'm not trying to convert anyone, right? It's really more that if people resonate with this, you know, people say, well, what do you do about the Mormons in Utah? I'm like, I don't think about the Mormons in Utah. I don't have anything against them. I wish them well. But I'm not trying to go around the planet and convert people. I'm just simply presenting some information. And if it resonates for people, which 
if it does, it usually resonates pretty strongly. Right. It's a way to just open people up to possibilities and even just expand concepts around the fact that this isn't just a 3D world. Hey friends, if you're feeling stuck and wondering who you really are and what your purpose is in this world, I want to encourage you to pick up my new book, Empowered to Rise, the secret to embracing your true identity, uncovering your superpowers, and bringing your inspiration to the world. Listen to one of the five-star Amazon reviews, this one by Cameron. She writes, I've been a fan of David Trotter's podcast for quite some time, so I was eager to read his new book. I found it as inspiring and motivating as his podcast. It's a quick read filled with humor, humility, and valuable messages that are easy to apply to your daily life. He shares his relatable experiences as well as those of guests that have appeared on his podcast. His message of embracing your true identity, the unique talents and superpowers we all have, the what-if potential, and how to take action are a great launch to living a more fulfilled life for yourself and inspiring those around you. All right, hey, I want to encourage you to pick up the book on Amazon via the special link, insporising.com slash book. Right now, go to insporising.com slash book. I grew up in a very conservative Christian world, and so I didn't know that there were... Well, I did I did start to figure it out in elementary school when my parents wouldn't let me celebrate Halloween, and everybody else did, yeah. right? And so I've never been trick-or-treating ever before in my life. Um, and I... So, you, you know, you're satanic pretty much like you're just a, you're, you're really scary. Um, I say that yeah. in jest because you seem like you're okay. Like, I don't feel like you're, <laughs> um, uh, so I love learning about these things from you, uh, because it's like, oh, I haven't been exposed to that. That's so fascinating. Um, so let's go with, um, how do you access the Akashic records? Do you do that on a daily basis for yourself? Do you do that for other people? Can I do that for other people? Can I do it for myself? You know what I mean? I've got so many questions. Like, how do you access it? Do you just, do you say a certain mantra? Do you dial a phone number? Yes. What do we do? Yeah, I think it's the same, you know, similar to hypnosis or really any kind of modality you want to learn. It's always nice to have a bit of a formula I actually have that the breakdown of how to access the records and a free gift that I have, uh, just because people probably want that as a reference. But basically, you know, you want to create an invocation. You don't want to go into your records when you're angry or jealous or fearful, because if this is pure love and the Akashic records are just love and truth, it's just literally here's the truth of the universe, here's the truth of your soul. Here's the objective facts about what you've done, what you haven't done, what your purpose is. Let's just assume that's true. Then we want to enter that space from a place of curiosity mm-hmm. and openness. Okay. So we can literally just create some sort of prayer or invocation to say, hey, um, Akashic Records, I, I'm wanting to enter now to access information about these particular things today. Or you okay. might just say, you know, I'm wanting to add, like, just tell me what I most need to know today, right? We, we're so busy tripping over our own feet in life as humans. Why do we need to make things so challenging? If we can go to a higher source that can provide us with clarity or direction, yeah. especially if we're feeling lost or we're confused or we're bombarded with too much information, this is a place we can go to receive clarity to make better choices as a human being. Now, how would you differentiate this from, say, just the term God, like I'm going to ask mm-hmm. God for help. Who is, if I believe that God is perhaps omniscient, all knowing, mm-hmm. 
um, why wouldn't I just ask God these questions? You, you absolutely can. Uh, most people have been conditioned through religion, and I'm not even saying any one particular religion. It really doesn't matter the religion. Most religions teach that there's a hierarchy to access God and that you're not worthy of accessing God, that you have to go through the hierarchy. And so even though, yes, we're absolutely able to do that, and I do that all the time, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't mean I don't go into the records, but if I just want to have conversations, I just connect in and have conversations because I believe we're all from that source. And so if we're from that source, we have access to that source. That being said, because most people through their conditioning that they might not even realize is there, this book is kind of a, it's it's just a little outside of God. It's almost safer to go, what's it? Let me read from this book, right? Uh, that being said, you know, if we believe that God created all things, then God also created the Akashic Records as a way to store information so that we can track the evolution of our soul and use it for information to constantly evolve. I think we can all agree that it's our job as humans and it's our job in this universe to constantly evolve. Mm -hmm. And that even when we think something's truth, because we're always evolving as a human race, just, just the human race alone, then naturally the the truths about human humans and the truths about what we experience and what's real and what's not has to naturally evolve. We're a mm-hmm. fluid system. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so <laughs> can you access the Akashic records for me? Like if I, I feel can like, like it, if, I, if you're open, yes. Can you do not that because now? I would think you would yeah for sure. Can you do are that you, now? Are you really willing? Yeah. Yeah. This is so crazy. I don't know if I've ever, I'm just kind of nervous. Okay. What do we do? So the best way, well, I'll guide you in a moment, but I'm just going to give you a little pep talk. I'm going to be your soul cheerleader right now. Okay. I'm ready to be pepped. (laughs) So when it doesn't mean that when we're skeptical, things don't work. It just means that we can put up a barrier when we just mean to put up a boundary, right? So it's totally natural for anyone that's about to access the information about their soul to be nervous. Mm -hmm. Because the reason why most people don't do this is because they're nervous about what they're going to hear. Right. They're nervous about hearing that they're way off track. They're nervous about hearing, I just heard my Canadian accent there. They're nervous (laughs) in hearing, uh, you know, what they've done in previous lifetimes. And I can assure you that if you've lived, you know, other lifetimes, which the theory is that we've lived many, many lifetimes, you probably have murdered people just as I have. We've probably stolen people's cattle. We've, you know, we've done the things, but we've also had those things done to us. So we don't need to get hung up in that. that. Never thought about murdering people in a past life. Oh my gosh. Ah, we're all pretty good at pushing people off cliffs and, you know, making people walk the plank and all those things. Uh, But anyways, we're only going to hear information that's in service to our soul. The information that comes through is always in the spirit of how can this human being be served to keep walking their path and have more information to illuminate. So without the Akashic Records, when we turn our headlights on in the dark, we all are walking in the dark, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're light beings, but we can only see so far ahead of us. So we might be able to see, I don't know, what is it? Like 20 feet ahead of us, 30 feet ahead of us. If we have Mm -hmm. headlights on the Akashic records, 
you know, illuminating that might give us 60 or 70 feet ahead of us. We're not meant to see everything at once. We wouldn't, we actually wouldn't live and we wouldn't move if we saw everything in advance because we'd pick and choose what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. If we saw that there was going to be conflict in our future, but that the on the other side of that conflict was something great, we'd be like, mm, it's yeah, probably not that, it's probably not that great. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so I share this just as a, as a, you know, preface to the fact that whatever comes through for you is just meant for you to hear right now. Mm. It's always done from a place of love. It's never done from a place of judgment. Mm-hmm. And again, it's done in the spirit of how can we elevate this human being in front of us that is really just wanting to evolve and be a contribution and know, because we all want to know, are, does, does my life matter? Mm. Does my life have meaning? Mm-hmm. And what am I here to contribute? Mm-hmm. Every single human being wants to know that. So those are the questions that the Akashic Records answer. Interesting. Okay. That sounds good. I love so, it. Yeah, I'm open. All right. So are you ready? Yeah, of course. Okay. So I'm going to ask for your full and express, express commission, or permission, I should say, and commission, I guess, to open your Akashic Records. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okie dokie. You might be feeling some energy. I can feel some energy in your chest. You might feel that as well. Most people feel a subtle shift in their energy and they can feel almost like a homecoming. Like, oh, there I am. You can almost feel that aspect of your soul drop in like, ah, there I am. Hmm. Does this make sense as I'm saying this to you? Sure, sure. Okay. And because we're doing this on video and and recording it, right? There can be a little bit of performance anxiety and nervousness around, you know, going deep. But um, what came through right away is that you're here to be a healer. So what you're doing right now is just a part of that. It's you're wanting to uh, help other people overcome the things that hold them back from living their fullest life. That's what's coming through very clearly. And um the religion, you know, they're showing me an image of the religion, but they're showing it to me as though it's actually been really positive for you and and really filled you up. That there's not any negativity around that. And that because you're a critical thinker, while you uh, while your religion has served you and it's actually given you a lot of light, there's so much light around this. It's actually a really positive force in your life. It's also allowed you to have compassion for humanity and not get so attached to what people expect you to believe so that you can actually take in other viewpoints because you're here to actually affect the masses with your message. You're really just here to spread light. So this, this platform right now is actually perfect for you. There's a bigger platform that's waiting for you. And they're showing me that you're actually, you know, you're just naturally nervous about allowing that in but this probably isn't new to your consciousness that you're wanting to actually have a much bigger platform Mm. does that resonate with you when you hear that Mm -hmm. sure of course yeah okay cool so i'm just sharing what's sitting right on the surface i like to do that because Mm. that usually allows someone to settle in a little more and realize that there is a connection happening Mm -hmm. so do you have questions for your akashic records Hmm. Let's see. Questions. Hmm. 
You know, I don't know if I have something specific that's on my mind other than, um, you know, I, I, um, I have the ability to be involved in a lot of different things in life. You know, I do marketing for part of my income. I've made films, you know, feature films as part of my life. Um, I love coaching people and providing positive healing mm-hmm. resources through the podcast. And so mm-hmm. I think the question is more of, you know, what direction do I take? You know what I mean? What's most it's helpful the film. for the film lit up? Yeah. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. It just, no. it was so strong. It lit up so strongly. So if you're okay, I wouldn't mind asking you some questions around that because it's not about capacity and capability. It's about some internal conflict that you're having around that mm-hmm. because, um, it's almost like you're a projector, right? It's almost like there's a projector in your third eye and you're able to see and put things on a, on a screen and show people what they need to see. So there's a way to create messages in a, in a massive platform like the films, but the thing that's, that's keeping you from fully stepping into that is more an internal world. What's coming through is some backlash and betrayal. That's the t- that's those are the terms that are coming up. So I don't know if that brings up any disappointments from maybe previous partners or you know deals that maybe went a little bit sideways or things like that. But um, when you can give yourself permission to release the belief that the past is going to repeat itself, you're going to step back into that much more fully. Does that make mm. sense when I say mm-hmm. that? Okay, sure. So um, that's a big part of it. But yeah, I mean, you're a messenger for sure. It's not surprising that you you do marketing because that is messaging. But you're meant to be sharing mass appeal stories that help uplift humanity. That's mm-hmm. a big part of that. And the platform is meant to be really big. So this is great that you're doing that. Of course, that's a part of that. But the film um, lit up very strongly. So mm-hmm. I always like to share that information because as you know, we get to a point in our life where we actually have an abundance of great opportunities and we can actually say yes to a ton of stuff. But then the first world problem becomes, well, I've got all of these great opportunities. Right. Which of these great opportunities do I say yes to? Right. It doesn't mean you have to say no to all the other stuff, but if your time is limited, you focusing on the film is going to make you feel even more fulfilled, even more rejuvenated, radiant vital, Mm. you know, energized, because that is the way to most fully express your purpose Mm. as your contribution to society. Does Mm -hmm. that resonate? Uh, It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, there have been, um, the feature films are uh, costly, you know, I'm not, Mm -hmm. I haven't been able to figure out a way to generate income through those. Um, There Mm -hmm. are aspects of them that are, they're, they're a lot of work, you know, they're a lot Mm -hmm. of work. And so um, one of the reasons why I shifted to podcasting and coaching was to make more of an impact on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis rather than a year-to-year basis. Um, but, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not anti-doing more of them, but at the same time, you know, it, it is taxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think I can support you with that just on a very three-dimensional level. I know people that have investors and so on. I do, like, I'm just clearly being shown this can be much easier we all tend to have a story. We all tend to be conditioned that things are hard, that 
unless something's hard, it's not worth doing or having. And mm-hmm. unless we show that we've worked hard to keep something, that somehow there's something wrong with us. So mm-hmm. when I say that, there's no judgment because I truly continually unravel sure. that stuff too. But I do, I am showing so much light around this that I've got to believe that if we can just bring in the right support mm-hmm. for those things, right? Like mm-hmm. literally the right human beings that you're meant to connect with now, because mm-hmm. again, the energy has shifted from when you used to do that compared to what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. And if we can get you with people that really believe in your mission, which there will be, right? Because what we're seeking is seeking us um, and and find investors that can make, that can, can, um, you know, be the velocity behind these, these projects, then mm. we actually can create way more ease with that. Yeah. 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 That's good. I'm, I'm open to that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that, uh, those insights. You're yeah. I, mean, I, I resonate, you know, with all of those things and, uh, I receive those things. Um, and so, um, you, teach people how to access their Akashic records. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. I've been doing that for 15 years. <laughs> I've had thousands of people go through that system. I've personally done over, I've lost count after 30,000 readings. I'm sure I've done way more than that. But um, I, I love this stuff. It's just kind of who I am, even when I've tried to walk away from it and hand it over to other students. Uh, it's, it's like the record keepers don't let me do that. It's, I'm truly meant to be a steward for this system. And it's certainly not my system. It's come through me. But, um, you know, like anything, just like money has to find stewards that really have the capacity to handle it. And, and businesses, we need to be a good steward for our business. It's the same with this. So, um, so yeah, um, people just kind of know. People will go through life oblivious to the Akashic Records and then they'll learn about it. And if they're meant to do it, they'll literally have a light bulb go off. It, it's wow. such a visceral response in their body. Like, I don't know what that is, but I need to go find out. Yeah. And it really, so people that are meant to learn it, to either do it for themselves and or to do it for other people, just, there's just a magnetism. It's hard to explain it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say, like, I don't go around trying to convince people because this isn't everyone's path. Yes, yeah. everyone can access it, but not everyone is going to be guided to learn it because mm. it's they're meant to be contributing something else and that's okay. Do you find that people who would consider themselves empaths are more open to accessing the Akashic records? Or is that not true? Uh, I suppose so. I think, yeah. I mean, if I look at anyone that's gone through the system, everyone has a certain degree of intuition and a certain degree of sensing energy. Most of us are wounded healers, myself included, right? We've learned how to really read energy, mm-hmm. right? We've learned how to read the room either because an abusive parent mm-hmm. uh, was coming home and we had to figure out where they were. Like we had a lot of, a lot of us had good conditioning as kids to mm-hmm. figure out how to read energy and, and figure out who we needed to be in certain situations. So most people I believe are wounded healers. There are some people that just come onto this planet that seem to just be pure light. Like they don't have anything bad happen and they just kind of are an Oracle almost right. Or a messenger for light. And, and I've seen that happen with a lot of teenagers. Um, but yeah, some, some highly skeptical people will take it. They just go, ah, 
I'm getting this nudge and I, I can't figure out why. And I guess I'm just going to honor that, but they'll come in like a bit of a curmudgeon. Yeah, right? yeah. And those are usually the people that get it the most. Sometimes the folks that are most intuitive want to do all this mental ping pong, right. And, and play the ping pong with their monkey mind. Oh, is this real? I don't know. This is my, you know, yeah, they, yeah. they, because it's just their nature to second guess things and to whatever. But um, in my particular system, because I know that, I know that we're all wired to question ourselves because we've spent a lifetime being questioned, Mm -hmm. regardless of whether we're aware of our intuition or not. We're constantly asked, how do you know that? Who do you think you are? Hmm. What did I just ask you? Right? Mm -hmm. Like as kids from our teachers and our parents and so on, we've been very conditioned to question ourselves and Mm -hmm. yes, to prove it. This is something you can't prove. It's just something you kind of know in your gut. You either have a knowingness or you don't. I can... I mean, I can sit here and say, oh, this is great information. Can I, um, can I prove this to you scientifically? Mm-hmm. No, it's mm-hmm. just a knowingness and based right. on life experience. But I'm not going to say that this is absolute because I might leave my body and go, oopsie doopsie. <laughs> I guess some of that stuff I believed wasn't true. I really am not going to know and none of us know that. Right. Right. But I right. think what this does is it gives us comfort that there is something bigger than us. Sure. Most people want to feel like what is, what is bigger than us? Why are right. we here? So in the Christian tradition, you may or may not know this, um, but there is a segment of the Christian tradition called Pentecostalism or the charismatic world. Are you familiar with that at all? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, there is a belief that you can hear from God uh, and that God could speak to you through there's mainly two avenues, what would be called um, prophecy, which is some sort of not necessarily telling of the future, although that can be part of it. It is more of a um, a prophetic utterance of uh, either uh, encouragement, correction. You know what I mean? It can kind of come as more like a um, encouragement you know, to people that is somehow coming from God and people would consider themselves prophets in some way. The other is through what would be called word of knowledge, which would mean that um, somehow I would know something about you that I wouldn't know otherwise in the 3D world, as you would say, um, and that it would be for your benefit. And, um, you know, for people that aren't part of that Christian tradition, that is just, it's, just as wacky as what you know is what you're talking about because it's like whoa are you kidding me we we live in a scientific world you can't know things about me beforehand and um and yet i have had multiple examples of that in my life i'm not an empath i'm more of a type a like let's get it done like soul what soul like even though i was a pastor for 10 years it's like i'm all about like building creating it's fun for me um yet i have had multiple instances where i have known things ahead of time um, I've known things about people. Um, I was in a, a, a prayer session with a, a pastor who has since passed. And this woman came to him, um, because she was smoking and couldn't stop. And he believed that there was possibly some sort of demonic force involved in this. Not, he was not a wacky person, just very simple, caring. And he said, um, oftentimes, we um, hold a grudge or resentment against someone and somehow the demonic force uses that in order to create a, sh- a hold in our life. 
Okay. This is different language than you would use. I'm just, you know. And so we began, I was eight, I think I was 18 or 19 and we're in his office and praying for this woman and he is going through and she is articulating um, basically forgiveness for her parents, family, friends, as a way to just express that, to release any type of resentment or bitterness or guilt. And I had this name that just came into my mind so strong, you know, and um, I don't even remember what the name was now. It's been so long. Uh, And I said, you know, does this name mean something to you? And she said, yes, it was this friend. They had this major falling out, you know, all of this. And he said, would you be open to forgiving her? She said, yes. He begins to pray. She starts like coughing up all of this mucus, like involuntarily out of her body, like into this trash can, you know, and I'm 18. Jennifer, what the heck? I am freaking out. I wanted to run (laughs) out of that office so fast, right? So I believe that these things are real. I have been conditioned that if it's not centered around Jesus or the Christian tradition, that it's wrong or somehow demonic, you know, like that's my conditioning. Not that I believe that Mm -hmm. now, but that's still a part of, you know, my tradition. Um, And so I've had these experiences. I know that they're real and I have a great, very close friend, Stacey Robbins, who's an empath and she hears and sees things all the time that just freak me out. And I, so as much as I can say it's, real it's still freaky it's freaky you don't think it's it freaky, freaky. though because you've lived with you've lived with it your whole life it's not freaky to you anymore i assume yeah that's interesting that you say that because it is freaky in the sense that it requires a, a great amount of surrender to just kind of go this is it like i can't explain this and i have to be okay with not being able to properly satiate someone's need for this to be empirical yeah. right Um, because this is all right brain stuff. It doesn't even matter what parts of the right brain we're accessing, even if it's creativity. Can we really explain how we go from, I have a paintbrush in my hand to all of a sudden I have this beautiful painting on the wall. How do we explain every single movement and all the things that go through the brain that allow that to go on paper? Because that's Mm -hmm. right brain stuff too. Mm -hmm. And yet we see these beautiful creations. So there's a level of surrender that we have to have and, and be okay with the fact that we can't answer everything. None of us can even answer who God is, is God, you know, and I'm not saying this isn't to disparage any religion or anybody's belief. It's just to say that empirically we cannot say is God male, female, androgynous. Does Jesus exist? If so, are we actually, you know, uh, properly, spreading the, the purest intent of right. this message or Muhammad <laughs> right. or whatever. Right, right. Now right. I get some people get up in arms and they're like, yes, we are. I'm like, okay, but can you prove it? Like all of us can be questioned around that. Right, right. So I don't focus my energy on that. I'm more kind of what's the intent behind what I'm doing? I don't yeah. actually like people to just come and treat this like a uh, you know, I'm a performance monkey and I'm just going to perform for them. Of course, if people of actually have things in their life right. that they want support with and right. regular three-dimensional things are not answering them, right. if they're going to the doctor and their health concerns aren't being answered, yeah, Akashic Records are something that can help people understand what's going on in your body, what is actually the root of this, where did the root of this start, and how can we adequately 
treat this stuff. Wow. Or, you know, if someone's really having dating issues and they're like, I can't meet my soulmate to save my life. You know, do I even have one in this lifetime? Where are they? When are they coming in? What do I need to do to prepare my heart to open up to them? Mm -hmm. That's a perfect thing to come to be Akashic Records for. Mm -hmm. Or if someone's having cash flow issues, let's get to the bottom of what programming might be in place that continually sabotages your money, right? So there's any possible thing in life you can come to the Akashic Records for. But I also don't allow people to be codependent on me. I want people, I want to help people get to a place where they know how to answer their own questions Mm. rather than trying to enmesh and be codependent Mm -hmm. and have me literally be the CEO of their life. Right. 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 Calling you every other minute. How can you, you know, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? Yeah. Okay. So if they go, if uh, people that are listening, go to your website, souljourneys.ca, souljourneys.ca. And we'll of course have that in the show notes. Um, what could, what are the resources that they could draw upon on your website to help them in their life? That's a great question. Uh, on the site, there's actually a free gift called the soul acceleration system. So in there, I have some actual training on the Akashic records. I have a checklist, which is the nine most important questions to ask yourself to get clear on your purpose. Because even if people think they know their purpose, there's still this thing (laughs) we have around living our purpose, right? And really feeling confident about, am I on the right track? Uh, But it also, like I said, goes through the process of how to open our records for people that just want to learn that on their own. Of course, I have the actual digital trainings that I've already recorded that are on the site for people to enroll in if they feel called to do that. And, uh, And I spend a great deal of time on Facebook in the Purpose Posse, which is the group that I created for people that are spiritual entrepreneurs that really, you know, are about making an impact and helping other people that are in more of the woo stuff, like I am, that want, you know, want to be a part of a group of people that speak their language. So that's, I spend way more time there, of course, than on my website. (laughs) Great, great. So we'll link to all those places, but the Purpose Posse, uh, which I just joined recently, um, because I need some more woo in my life. I'm woo less, (laughs) woo, woo deficient. Um, so we'll link to all of that in the show notes, Jennifer, thank you for your generosity and answering my questions and accessing my Akashic records and just thinking through that. I just, yeah, I really appreciate it. I thank you so much for your generosity today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really grateful to spend this time with you. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, I want to encourage you to share it with a friend, take a screenshot, text it to them. Tell them to subscribe to the Inspiration Rising podcast on their favorite podcast app. Or, of course, you can always listen to the show on our website, which is insporising.com. Also, check out our website. Also, check out my new book, Empowered to Rise. It's available on Amazon via the special link, insporising.com slash book. All right, love you guys. Have a wonderful week.